The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few moments of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is show call. Hey everyone, welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. My guest today is a backline drum tech as well as a playback tech, a front of house engineer, as well as a monitor engineer. He's toured and worked with acts such as Local Natives, Nothing But Thieves, X Ambassadors, and is currently working for Daughtry. Please welcome Brendan Haleski. How you doing, Brendan? Hey man, what's going on? How you doing? Nothing much, man. Uh, yeah, you're down in the LA area, correct? Yeah, I'm in, uh, well, I'm in uh, Orange County now. I'm in Huntington Beach. Okay, okay. How long have you been based out of there? Uh, I moved to L.A. last year. Um, okay. Figured I would just kind of, you know, do the thing because everybody sure. lives out here. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was on the road so much last year that I was hardly ever home and kind of going like, damn, I'm spending a lot of money on rent here and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. treating it as a storage unit. So, yeah. I figured out that uh, Orange County is a little bit cheaper and I love surfing. So kind of okay. goes hand in hand. Yeah. So found Huntington beach, knew some people down here and I'm paying a lot cheaper rent. And it, you know, it's a little bit more of a chill vibe here, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. I like it. How long have you been surfing? Uh, just started this year, kind of like everybody else. Cause you know, we were gifted with the ability to do things like that. That Other you than... haven't done in so long. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you got yeah. so much time now. So, I, I've I, always been a skateboarder, so it, it translated okay. like easily. Does surfing and skateboarding translate pretty well? Yeah, honestly. Well, it depends on what type of skateboarding you do. If you do, you know, like street stuff where you're doing handrails and stairs, you you don't really have experience on transition too much. But I yeah. skated like bowls and stuff my whole life. So okay. it's kind of like, you know, pumping and, you know, it, it kind of goes I was able every time I go surfing, I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like on a skateboard when I do this. So okay. Compared okay. that way, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you're, I know they're similar as far as you're standing on a board, but outside mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. that, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I, I tried, yeah, uh, I tried roller skating the other day because you know we're shut down. <laughs> we got the time to try things and yep. fa failed miserably. So I got to find uh, uh, something else. To <laughs> that scares to me, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the idea of like strapping wheels to my feet. Like I'm just not with that yeah it's a it's <laughs> odd it's super odd like you can't escape it you have to do that no matter what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, so yeah I, good luck with that yeah I, I think it was a maybe a one and done thing i don't know <laughs> um so i mentioned a few titles uh in the introduction and um one thing i want to start with is uh your backland experience Sure. So tell us, like, uh, I, you know, you did drum tech, but you've you've done guitar tech. You've done kind of a little bit of everything. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I can take care of the whole package for sure. Okay. Um, basically, uh, so through high school, I was involved in music, the music programs in school, as well mm -hmm. as you know shows and stuff like yeah. outside of school. Like, had a lot of musician friends from being in the music program, okay. and uh, basically, my best friend was a drummer in a band and would go to shows and. You know, I'd do it, you know, go help them out, help them load the drums and stuff. Like, that's yeah. just what we did. You know what I mean? And um, to this day, I kind of still feel like I'm doing the same thing, but I'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
like it basically you know kind of just helped him out through high school was didn't really know too too much about like venue stuff or I didn't really know the vocabulary or did I think that I could make a career out of it but um I just kept doing it and then eventually they toured um so you know that snowball started rolling and um networked a lot and yeah from there from drums being my main like knowledge power um learned more you know what i mean because i I just love doing it like i I really really enjoy being responsible and like just the whole thing about you know backline teching and you know working for bigger bands with that networking working for bigger shows meeting different techs now that works for other bands and them teaching me stuff um Basically, I toured with a band called The Rex, and it was merch and backline. Okay. Um, wow. Which sucks, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's it's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. But um, working for them, uh, they were supporting Nothing But Thieves, and okay. um, yeah. I met the tech Stu. Oh yeah. Who well, I'm said. pretty sure I annoyed the shit out of it first, but then like <laughs> he, he figured out that I worked my ass off and was like, Oh shit, well, we can use this kid. We just had him on the show and he spoke very highly of you. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he's like he's he is the single handed like main reason that I am where I am today. Yeah, he's for great. sure. He's like hundred percent. He taught me so much. He taught me like I could play guitar, but I never teched him. Like yeah. he got me out to Europe learning how to you know, guitar tech and just be responsible for every. I could figure it out. I was always an audio guy because I always played around with the AWs even from a really young age. Sure. And like yeah. just understood signal flow already and had somewhat of a background from doing the music stuff that like it wasn't me like touching a guitar for the first time, but wow, I had yeah. never teched one. So he taught me string changes and now I could comfortably be responsible for a guitarist on stage wow. at a yeah. pretty high level at this point now. Yeah. So that you know got me in deeper and eventually i started touring with thieves and so i would be responsible for just kind of like stage left yeah or stage right some nights um so and they had a playback system so like kind of learned that and you know um just a big giant snowball at that point yeah. like you just of of meeting you know different techs and learning new things and yep. i think learning new things is still to this day like one of my favorite parts about it is someone's got some weird technique of doing something yep for some instrument or you know and everybody's always for the most part down to share that yeah and that's, that's i feel great. like i learn a new trick or whatever it is every you know day doing this kind of stuff so yeah that's why backline's always been my like thing I've, i'm more, most comfortable with it and um drums is still like my i could that's like my highest of education but yeah. um yeah you know but i think backline's just and I mean, you yourself are, really cool are a drummer, correct? Yeah, yeah. I played drums all throughout, like I said, in high school yep, and stuff yep. and stuff. So, yeah. Which helps to, I mean, knowing how to play drums helps uh, for sure to get them set up and get them yeah, tuned. It's more about like the feel and like like the setup of the drums. Like half the drummers think drums sound good, like regardless if they're tuned or not. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned at least. But it's more about the setup and like nailing that every time and like, you know, nothing being out of place and there's a lot of screws and things to hold together that you need to make sure aren't going to fall during the show and like just that the drummer don't got to worry about shit and can completely relax and yeah you know that 
that kind of shit. Like it's way about feel compared to the technicalities of it. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. So you, um, you know, walk us through your day as a, as a drum tech, you know, you, you get to the venue, um, you know, like around what time? Uh, if it's like a headlining tour, it can be anywhere from 9am to like one, um, depending on how many support bands you got to get in there too. But, uh, I like, I like getting in early as possible to be honest. I like just knocking it out. But uh, for the most part, it's usually, you know, hopping in somewhere between like 10 and 12. You get venue okay. access and like okay. load ins usually like an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have hands, I'll just immediately have them decasing drums and just popping them on the riser. Yeah. Um, and do you, do you have the riser with you? Does that travel with you as well? It depends on the band that I'm working for. Okay. Honestly, like Daughtry, um, we on tours, we can just roll the whole drum set it's just two risers on like three foot you know of lift i guess and then like yeah it literally just splits in half and just rolls straight into the truck so i literally don't have to disassemble anything okay wow you know so the drum set is already put together and it can be you know what i mean but i usually take the the shells off and put them in separate cases if they're going to go in the truck like that and leave the hardware and 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 take the symbol off yeah but um yeah it's it that that at that point makes me go really it's this easy like yeah (laughs) like i don't have to do anything okay all right whatever yeah um but yeah uh so if if they're not set up i usually just have the hands decasing everything putting doing simple hardware you know putting the legs out because i have them spiked and everything and if one of them is like more of like an inclined drummer guy that usually they say it they're like hey man i'm gonna drum so it's like okay yeah here can you put the symbols on and do some like extra stuff because for the most part that there's only been one gig that i was just the drum tech like i had no other responsibilities like not a single other thing to do besides drums okay and um that's you know that sounds like that sounds like a dream gig for me man that's yeah (laughs) why are you a drummer yeah yeah so i I don't know like hearing you talk about drum tech i don't know who that's uh i don't know if that's more for me or for the listeners but (laughs) yeah yeah but i think it's no i love it i love it but you can get super technical with it like the tuning and the head choice and you know you you can get to that point but for the most part i'm responsible for something else so while the hands are decasing and putting legs down and shit Mm -hmm. like that i'm usually setting up something else like a playback system or putting pedal boards and keyboards out or whatever it is i'm responsible for like local natives i would be putting well local natives in europe i was responsible for the entire thing so i I had to put everything together so i had a lot of stuff yeah that's it like i I was just the one guy wow that's crazy yeah it was it was gnarly that was a lot of work um i i love them to death though so it's like whatever i don't care yeah um (laughs) (laughs) um it it was a lot of work though uh but you know i'm putting out some put something else together while the hands are decasing stuff once i finish that then like i'm just like let me do it you know what i mean like please leave me alone and um i'll start putting the drum set together like for real for real like while all the other parts are you know laying around get that going tuned fix anything i got before sound check or whatever when you're putting a drum kit together it's not like you know when i go play a local show i i I drag out my drums i set them up the way i want get them tuned up play my gig you're setting up someone else's drum kit so yeah yeah you've got to finicky about that 
exactly and you have to cater it being set up to i mean to the way that the the drummer needs it not not necessarily the way that you want it correct exactly oh yeah 100 percent. it's all about making sure that it's exactly the way they want it because drummers in particular there, there's a lot of parts that could move during the show or, yeah. or in general uh for a personal preference mm-hmm. and that is so important that's the number one thing that i think that i would focus on um as a drum tech is making sure that kit is in the exact same spot yep. that it was yesterday and the day before and Do everything. you know that so, uh, are you familiar with the scene in step brothers where he puts his hands together and measures the distance from the symbols to the to the toms oh, yeah. i mean oh, uh, yeah. are you measuring stuff to make sure like you're getting um, out a tape measure or something or what do you how well, do you know so like for instance x ambassadors i do like fly dates of them so i'm okay. showing up to a new drum set a non-spike drum set every time what do you so mean by spiked explain spiked um, real quick so spike so um there's a few things that that could mean um for instance on the the rug there's always a drum rug what you do yeah. is you have your you know your drummer set up the drum set the way they want it like first day or during rehearsal or whatever okay and what you can do is use some fluoro tape some gas tape whatever you got yeah um and put it put a little mark where the legs go Okay. Because they'll be in the same spot every day. You know what I mean? Sure. Like when you pull them out. And drum hardware as well has these little locks on it mm-hmm. so that you can, you just use a drum key and it, you know, you can yeah. put it wherever you want. So when you go to put the legs out or go to put two parts together, mm-hmm. they'll be in the exact same height as they were the time you did it before. Okay. So, you know, it, it makes it easier for when you have hands to set things up or are responsible for something else that right. they can just put stuff together and it won't go anywhere else besides the same exact height that it was before. Yeah. So okay. that okay. that that can also mean spiking. But to me, it's, you know, making sure the hardware and everything else are in the exact same spot. That's every, that's every what time. spiking is. Okay. Whatever means whatever means and methods you got to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's considered spiking to me. OK, cool. So. OK. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Mm hmm that's good so to know. yeah that's i'm going to remember that <laughs> yeah absolutely dude seriously because if you have the same rug every time it's like bam 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 it makes you set up the drum set in like 10 minutes yeah which i was going to ask of uh, you know what's the average size kit that you're setting up five piece kit with like um six or eight symbols maybe? on average on average to be honest it's it's generally like just the bands i've worked for it's smaller setups it's like one up one down on the toms mm-hmm. snare kick and yeah. like maybe like hi hats and maybe three or four cymbals okay it's cool. nothing not like the most complex setups ever but now with daughtry um the drummer being brandon macklin yep. he's more of a yep. um he's a higher gun and um he's way more of a like a gospel chops kind of guy oh wow um, yeah, that's crazy. yeah he's like super <laughs> technical like yep. i love talking with him about stuff because i'm very technical with my drumming as well yeah and um he's just on a whole different level of strumming like that guy can really really rip so he uses you know he's got three toms up two toms down one big like it's the dw it looks like the front of a kick drum almost but it's a tom oh wow got one of those he's got like six or seven cymbals two splash cymbals like it's it's a pretty intricate setup so we use a rack and that's why that that hit, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. splits up and can stay together. You know what I mean? Okay. For yeah. as much as it needs to. But if you're spiking the kit, for the most part, we show up to the same gear. Um, yeah. it, it's pretty high budget. So um, 
that yeah. they they can get the stuff around the country yeah and um you know it, but yeah like i said he, he's got way more of a crazier setup so yeah it takes me a little bit longer to get that going especially mm-hmm. with tuning because it's just the you know it's yeah. got to be right. So. Yeah. And and so, yeah, you're the guy, you know, before the show starts that you go out there and you test the kit and you kind of fool the audience thinking like, oh, hey, something's happening. And you're you're really just sound checking oh, yeah. the drum kit. That's you, right? Some people get real hype. I yeah. know as a drum tech, whenever the front of house guys, if, if he wants me to play the full kit, it's kind of like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, <I> know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get to just lay down a quick 10 seconds of, you know, time or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, one, of, fun. one of my most favorite moments in this job ever. Uh, I, you know, I play in a band locally, but uh, okay. I, I worked in the studio for the last Dave Matthews Band record, and Henry, the drum tech, was like, uh, I got this new vintage kit for Carter. Uh, will you sit down and check it for me, sound check it for me? And I was like, <laughs> what? It wasn't, it wasn't his big monster <laughs> kit. It was just like, you, like kind of like what you described. It was like a four-piece, old, old, uh, I think it was like an old Ludwig kit or something. I was like, okay. this is the greatest thing ever. So yeah, I, I, bet, I bet that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good feeling hearing that loud yeah, boomy kick drum funny, throughout though, the venue. I'm, you know, I'm used to uh, like I said those smaller setups. So like when I first started working for Daughtry and Brandon, mm-hmm. I, I would go to play time and like there's so many more things you can hit. So I'm just kind of like overwhelmed. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to do right now. But no, I'm used to it obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah, that generally does get the audience kind of hyped up. Or yep. you know when the guitar techs just throw a chord like just a down. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes the the audience will react pretty funny to that it's if i go of... see a show and uh and i know that what they're doing i know who they're who they're i don't know who they are but i know what the what job they're mm-hmm. trying to do when they come out and do that it still yeah. gets me hyped up man <laughs> yeah yeah and i know and what the, what's going on <laughs> yeah uh, you know and it's so dependent on location and yeah. you know how hyped the audience is and yeah. you know for for instance like i said with local natives like europe tends to be like this totally more dedicated like music audience so they're always like way more hype about things like that yeah and um you know being the only guy for local natives i'm sound checking everything so yeah. Like, <laughs> right yeah i got a chance at everything on every you know sound yeah. check and like the yeah. audience will just watch you go around you know because that's what <laughs> i would do like at a show i'd watch this guy just putting everything together sure. or whatever yeah cheer him on you know what i mean he's setting up for my favorite band so yeah um so yeah so you've got everything all set up you've you've also got to put um you're the guy that puts the set list the song list that the band has to follow uh in the right places for each band member correct oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. super important well super important with some bands some bands just don't care yeah but some <laughs> bands are like if that's not in the same spot every night i'm gonna be kind of angry so sure yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and, you uh, know what? Honestly, that for the most part, I think this is just like what if I, I've seen, and it's kind of personal preference. Mm-hmm. The the TM will go put set lists and waters out. Okay, that uh, that you mean tour manager, right? Yeah, yeah tour okay. manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, just you know, if because I'm I don't really want to worry about that. That not a musical instrument i shouldn't really care about that sure you know yeah. what i mean if yeah. i'm the backline guy and already responsible for all of this bullshit that's yeah. probably gonna happen yeah um you know you can get out there and do that it takes five minutes you know? yeah. So, yeah but it, i i have been responsible for it before how, how yeah. often do people ask you for a set list every time every time <laughs> yeah. oh yeah every time yeah and uh it's so 
it's so weird because like yeah. sometimes you you just got to get the fuck out of there and can't worry about you know this dude that wants whatever a guitar pick like or a drumstick yeah, or something yeah, like that whatever yeah. for the most part i try to give it to the kids like if i oh, see yeah. like a young young kid in the audience or something like that or whatever i like sneaking out like after the loadout and seeing if there's fans still hanging around or sure. anything and like just yeah. sneak them a pick like be like Shh, like don't say a fucking word but here that's set list or something you know because yeah. people freak out sometimes for that kind of stuff so oh, it's yeah. like yeah keep it low-key and uh you know i'll i'll run out back and like if, for, you know if there's like a four-year-old there i'll i'll take the set list and go get it signed you know by as many band members oh, as i can cool. you know yeah. what i mean like i, yeah. I like to do that mm-hmm. um and I like to hand out set lists whatever I can, yeah. whenever I can. But sometimes I got to get the hell out of there. So. Yeah. But um, I mean, you know, it definitely yeah. those are those are things that just mean the world to those people. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah that, I, I know the importance of that. And yeah. um, it, it helps the band out, too, because they'll have a more member memorable experience or whatever it is. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. So let's go back to uh, the show. So you've got, you know, you got your drum kit set up. You've got it all tuned. It's on the stage, mic'd up, ready to go. Are, you're not responsible for getting it mic'd up. That's the... I'll help the out run a house guys sometimes okay. by doing that. Yeah. Because the, sometimes I want them to wait to put the mics on because I'm fiddling around with the toms or something. or putting new heads on or something like that. And okay. for the most part, front of house guys use like clip-on mics that like hook to the rim. So I need it to not be on there while I'm doing that yep you know um so sometimes you know i'll be i'll i'll take responsibility of doing that and just be like hey like i'll make up the drum set if or i'll make up the toms or whatever like you can set up overheads and like you know be specific about that's awesome you know i can't tell you how many local gigs or whatever small gigs i've played and i as soon as i put my bass drum up where it needs to go the the sound guy is there with microphones and and usually on stands on big boom stands and i'm Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. could you just give me like six minutes i can get my my kid yeah, set up in yeah. like six minutes but he's like there yeah, right I'm away sure. and like so that's that's cool and especially that you can... with like a local gig or if you're doing yeah. like if you're playing before the headliner you yeah. know what i mean that yeah. guy's just trying to do this as fast as possible you yeah know what I mean? so <laughs> he's like all right it's there i'm, putting, yep. I'm gonna put a mic on it you know yeah. whatever so so that's why i like to you know kind of take responsibility for sure. that sure it's kind of a zen thing too yeah absolutely almost. Like yeah. as a drummer or as a drum tech being responsible for the tonality of the drums, I think yeah. that I personally know a little bit more. Well, I'm an audio guy too. So sure. that helps yeah. a lot. So yeah. I personally like with this particular drum head, whatever, I know what mic or how it's supposed to be. So yeah. for the most part, the sound guys, front of house guys, um, they trust me to do that. I can exhibit the ability to be like, look, I know about this kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. you know not every drum tech can do that you know what i sure. mean so yeah yeah so whatever it always you know. you know i've mentioned it before it's just always uh, a good idea to learn as much as you can in this business oh dude know? that's yeah like be obsessed with it you know what i mean yeah yeah like if you're gonna be in it that that's what i tell that's like for the most part if people are like you know how do i get into it just like if you're gonna do it be about it like as exactly much as you can. exactly you know what i mean like get the vocab down understand yep. the yep. structure and the way a day is supposed to go yeah know your worth that kind of stuff you know yeah. basic stuff but it's so important yeah i mean i i i came into this industry um you know, for the love of music and I'm a drummer and I, I play a little mm-hmm. bit of guitar. I play in local yeah. bands and, and became a cook, 
<laughs> okay. It was never my intention yeah. to be a cook, but yeah, here's a yeah, knife. Yeah. Here's, you know, okay, I'll, I'll figure this out. You know, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a highly trained chef, but I know how to cook in that industry, you know, and or in, in that Absolutely. world, I mean, you know, and yeah, that's just like your normal gig. Yeah. Yep. And setting yeah. up the dressing rooms and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just things I learned because I, I just, I want to be a part of it, you know, and hopefully yep, exactly, someday, yeah. hopefully someday I can migrate towards your side of things. But, you know, I, if I got a call to go cater something tomorrow or go cook or go set up some rooms, like I'm going to go do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you got responsibilities. So yeah, yep. if it's not paying the bills, then exactly that's you gotta do that so that's it yeah and so you've got everything set up everything's mic'd the and then the crowd is just waiting so what's going on hold on let's think about before the crowd even gets there okay yeah 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 for sure we haven't even you know i i so i finished setting everything up yeah um then what we're gonna do is something called a line check is to make sure we're getting all the microphone signals from every source yeah let me the audio guys got let me ask you real quick what about what time in the day are we when everything is set up it's before (laughs) doors yeah before doors way before doors Um, okay hopefully um Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um okay cool cool we want to make sure all the audio guys are getting what they want we're going to make sure everything works and as a team for the most part, I know we like to get this done as early as possible and then yeah. have a lot of time between then and after that point, we're ready for the band to come sound check. So sometimes okay. we'll either just sound check if the band's just there and hanging out and ready to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? If yeah. we, we could be like, hey, like you guys want to just knock this out real quick. Um, if there isn't any like problems or anything we got to mm-hmm. really, really focus on from yesterday or something. Yeah. Um, you know, we just like to get that part knocked out because after sound check, it's like, you know, get everything off stage and you're, you're free to go kind of hang out until, you know, before your set time or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. While, while the crowd's loading in and everything like that, like, I, you know, I'm usually off getting dinner or something, Okay. you know, before the show. Cause I've been working all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, before doors, we knock out sound check, line check. Um, if there's support bands, we, this is usually like, we're done probably sometime around two or three. Okay. Um, so, you know, we can push this later if we want, if there's less support bands, like if there's only one support band and they need like an hour to set up and just line check, sound checks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can do this at nine in the morning and be done at one and, you know, kind of have all day to go see what city we're in or whatever, or go get some food and just hang out and just relax and, or work on things that you need to get done. Yep. Like doing your restrings. If you're a guitar guy or, you know, anything that they want changed with a playback or anything like that. in that time at a relaxed pace, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's super important that we do that uh, in my eyes. So that's, that's your break before the show. You want to be as fresh, you know, brained, at the show as possible. So yep. the more time you have off between sound check and then the better, you know, you can mm-hmm. kind of slowly think about the things you want to focus on during the show or whatever. And okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then doors are probably some, somewhere between five and seven. Okay. Depending on the band and the night. Okay. And then, and then, you know, do you have like a little bit of a downtime when you've got all that stuff checked out, all that stuff tuned up? 
Um, yeah, yeah, totally. So you've got a little bit of a lull, you know, and then, <laughs> and then the show starts. What, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, I then? like to be, I like to be around closer to the venue at least during once music starts getting played and things are starting to get used and you know possibly messed with or broken um just just in case so you know my time is usually before like i'll show back up once the first band starts playing okay uh to the venue so i'll I'll be getting food or hanging out whatever that's my downtime before the show i show up and uh like to hang out watch you know check out the other bands if they're good or something just hang out you know that's usually when my friends are around from the city that i'm in or whatever okay they like come to the show you know i'll go hang out with them just be around Mm -hmm. and um generally like 30 to 45 minutes before our changeover that's when i'm walking to my station and just getting set up make it like triple checking everything you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like just hanging out being around okay um getting my head in show mode and okay. um and then yeah it's changeover and go for show yeah okay so then um you get everything switched over you know and you're the usually typically you're the headlining act right yeah yeah for the most part but i do love me a support tour yeah. <laughs> Why is that? I will. You get done so much earlier. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you can hang out. You get to that after show beer a little sooner, huh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, or just to bed in general or whatever sure. it is you want to do, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, that, this job kicks your ass someday. So the earlier yeah. you can get to bed, the better. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you've. So. The show's happening and, uh, you know, you got to be there to watch out for like guitar player breaks a string or the drummer, Anything. you know, the, sometimes, a um, a piece of hardware might get knocked loose or something. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Anything mm-hmm. could happen really. Like I, there's still to this day, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's when something happens, it's usually like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. really? Like this, yeah. this is what broke. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> you know never what you expect yeah there are like prime candidates but yeah you know for their for instance you're a drummer you know your high act clutch probably comes loose all the time huh? yeah oh yeah yeah exactly yeah you want to make sure that thing's not gonna come loose like that kind yeah. of stuff but, mm-hmm. you know what i mean little things like, come I mean, on and that's yeah. a tiny little screw Mm-hmm. Holding that top symbol on up for hi hat uh, for people. I have like listening six a... of those spare with me at yeah, all times. I've got, I have a head. few as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have like of different types too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them work better. Like if you some drummers are just ridiculous and want to use sixteen inch hi hats. You need like oh a big God. fat yeah. clutch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean That's for that crazy. kind of thing. Like rather than like your stock DW one. Yeah. So. And and for people listening, uh, you know, hi hats are the 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 main. Um, they're two symbols together, and you use your foot to open them, close them, right? They're usually like fourteen inches round. You got a top one, you got yeah. a bottom one, and the clutch mm-hmm. is hooked to the top one, um, and it it's made to control with your foot, so you can tighten them, have a tight sound, loosen, have a have a more of a wash, loud, you know, rocking out sound, and. It's a tiny little screw that that keeps that clutch on that top symbol. And if it comes loose while a drummer's playing and he needs them to be open to rock out, that can cause a lot of problems. Yeah, and it's a totally different sound too. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> yeah. obvious. Yeah. When it happens. Yeah. So so yeah, you just want to be really aware for small things like that and just yep. beat have that already knocked out. You know what I mean? Or a yeah. spare ready if they need it. Yeah. 
Yep. So and yeah, it, a lot of things that go wrong during a show are mostly things that you're just kind of like, come on. Yep. Right. And, and you got to have their, uh, you know, this is where I come in. You got to make sure their stage cooler has <laughs> whatever they need. In it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if they want their drink up there or, yeah. you know, uh, water bottles, yep. a snack, you know, whatever. Towels. But for and, the most yep. part, yeah, yeah. Towels. Those are super important. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Uh, and then um, you probably have a stage cooler, too, I bet. Uh, Yeah, I can if I want. What do you prefer in your stage cooler? Uh, I like, um, I like having like some M and M's or something to like yeah. something small that I can <laughs> yeah. eat during during the set because I think it, they say that chewing gum while you're thinking makes you think better. So I can only assume that like eating kind of like helps yeah. you <laughs> focus a little bit better. So I yep. find that like nibbling on something during the set is like I'm I'm kind of like you know just watching everything you know whatever. Yeah. Um sometimes i i like to have a beer in there for like the last song you know mm-hmm. what i mean like oh, yeah. when everything's going right and you know the all right show's done i'm kind of like halfway breaking down my stuff already anyway yeah i'll crack a beer then whatever sure um for loadout uh if yeah. it was successful or not or if i feel like it for the most part i don't really drink that much because it just like yeah screws with you so Could much slow you like, down and take your yeah, energy you away yeah feel like crap the next day it hits yeah. me so hard Same. like yeah. you know so I'm, I'm i'm out here working you know what i mean yeah. i don't want to yeah. be sluggish the next day so i don't i don't get drunk you know what i mean yeah, i'll have a sure. beer like that's it like literally a heineken or something yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. um so there's there's that and plenty of water i drink a lot of water because like half the time you know stage is really fogged out and mm-hmm. that stuff gets to your throat sometimes it'll okay. give you a coughing fit you know what i mean okay yeah so still yeah. a little bit of that and yeah. uh maybe, maybe maybe a red bull i'm okay. really tired yeah <laughs> yeah so. yeah that, absolutely then you got yeah. the, the the band plays their last song the encore and then you know the lights come up in the in the house what's happening it's time for to you leave. it's time to get out of there <laughs> yeah um basically it's you know get everything out as quickly as you can because once you're done you're done um yep. yep and you know at this point it's you know you, you've been around and mm-hmm. messing with stuff since nine in the morning and now it's yep. you know 10 11 p.m yep um it's kind, kind of tired so i'm just trying to get out of there you know what i mean you know as, yeah. as successfully as possible without forgetting mm-hmm. anything so yeah you know, I, I got, as soon as the show's done, I'll, I'll go out back, have a smoke or something like that. You know, okay. cool. Did, did the show, whatever. Go talk to a band member and be like, what the fuck? Why did the hi-hat clutch come loose? Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I'll, before I go out, I'll, I'll talk to the hands, be like, all right, pull cymbals off, pull, you know, toms off, put them in cases. They yep. it's Generally, it's the same people, so they know where they put the cases. So, yep. the, you know, I'll have them doing that while I'm just taking a three minute break and smoking half a cigarette yeah and um and uh yeah so they're they're, while they're doing that i'm getting all my stuff down you know uh pedal boards guitars putting everything away okay and uh then we do loadout you know it it can really depend on how much stuff you got with how long your loadout takes and how many guys you got so okay um this can take anywhere from one to three hours yep wow um so so yeah we do that and then you got your night you yeah know what i mean depending on how it is if you got an off day the next day you can go hang out party do whatever yep 
um, for the most part, I like hanging out or, you know, going out to a, a local pub and, you know, I don't like going to bars in America. I like going to bars in Europe and England. Why is that? It's, it's a much different vibe. Yeah. Like such a different, not, you know, I, and I'm not even talking about like going out, going out. I like the local spots, like the, 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 you know, hole in the wall type sure. locals only type yeah. stuff. That's what I try to find usually. Yeah. I've had everything at this point, you know what I mean? I've, <laughs> yeah. I've seen, seen what each city's got. So I want to know yeah. what you think is the best spot or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, uh, and getting to know the locals in, in these cities is, is a good idea because they know they know where the non they remember me every time yeah they remember me every time like specific ones but i've worked with the same ones so many times at this point that oh and like left a good impression yep so that you know what i mean that's so important to do that to leave a good impression Mm -hmm. and they'll work hard for you next time you know what i mean absolutely yep absolutely um yeah, I always try to get to know local people. Um, you know, you're there a short time, but if if I want to go out anywhere, like, you know, quick, you're I don't want to go. Yeah, quick, you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to go to the super touristy places. You're right. You want to go to the mm-hmm. the actual cool spots that the locals know yep. about. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, then you you go out for a little bit, and you're back to the bus. Like, right about what time are you able to you know get on the bus and and take off generally i'm like tucked into bed by like one okay wow so okay. you know but yeah. you know i stayed up later than that before yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I, i'm an adult human we all yeah. do adult human things. mom says you can stay out on a school night if you yeah want. <laughs> exactly exactly the, the yep. tm really yep. it's like can i please go out all right all right yeah can I please have some, like early per diems too and he's like oh come on man yeah <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, as far as like being your being the drum tech, is you're also responsible for like making sure there's plenty of drum heads, drumsticks. Um, mm-hmm. What's your process of making sure you've got plenty of of uh, accessories? If I could, I'd have an entire. If if I could, I'd have an entire spare kit with me the whole time. Like, oh wow, drummers yeah. are yeah. drums are so unpredictable in that mm-hmm. way, and the more things you have, the more things that can go wrong. Yep. So you know what I mean. Like, you never know when a shell's just gonna break. You know, or what freak accidents happen yep. in the trailers all the time because some yep. of the drivers are crazy. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you never know when something's gonna show up broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the next city. And it, you know, clearly if it's just a piece of hardware or whatever, there's generally a music store nearby or a guitar center or something. And there's generally, okay. you know, if I if I walked up to the TM or the production manager, uh, you know, and asked for hey, the hi hat clutch broke. I need another one. They're like, Okay, here's cash, just bring me a receipt and a change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, go get it. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So it it, it there's parts that you don't have to have on you all the time, but I, like I said, I like having six high clutches on me, like no matter what. Yep. Um, yep. Heads, yes, obviously they don't take up a lot of room. So, and it, for the most part, if I'm out drum teching, I have like a bigger, like production box kind okay. of feel, like like with all my parts and stuff in it, like a like a tech box. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bigger one with like a spare kick pedal and you know yep. spare parts that are generally gone pretty hard on for instance drum heads drum sticks yeah uh kick head you know that kind of stuff spare yep. snare yep so and and let's say you're 
in the middle of a tour uh and you're low on drumsticks what's your process mm -hmm. of getting more sticks do you just use the local so, stores or do you order no uh, for the most part the drummers have some sort of endorsement like sticks are like probably the first thing you would get yep. in you know an endorsement situation as yep. a drummer okay um because that's like the cheapest part that is you know customizable and you know personal to you the way mm -hmm. you like them feeling so there's so many different models and stuff and sticks that, are pretty yeah. important in the drumming world yeah they <laughs> the need to, they, they got, you, they, that's how you make this like sticks like you know when you hit something you know obviously the drum's going to make sounds but the stick also makes sound too yep. so yep. sticks are very very important in the tonality of the drums and how they feel in your hands. Like mm -hmm. I like giant drumsticks and some people like, you know, really super thin drumsticks. So yeah, yeah. it's very, very uh, personal, you know, the choice you have with mm -hmm. drumsticks. So for the most part, they'll have their preferred model or a custom model. And after, you know, I've been doing this professionally for four or five years now, mm -hmm. um, developed relationships with the, you know, artists relations people at these specific companies for instance like vic firth or yep. um vader or whatever you know whoever i know so okay. it's more of just like a friendly email to whoever's you know company yep. artist relation like hey i need some more drumsticks can you do that for me and for the most part it's like they're there in three days you know what i mean they, so, you, you ship them say you're at this venue and you're going to be a another you know the other venue three or four days yeah you gotta get point. you gotta get your logistics right on that for sure because okay. i've i've definitely messed that up so many times like oh, no. that get getting spare parts or it's not generally been my mess up for the most part it's yeah. more usually like ups like it gets delayed a day or something whatever okay and um you know and the amount of time it takes for whoever to ship it out to you yeah. know there's that factor too yeah. for the most part i know i can trust you know, certain people more to get it out immediately or whatever, you know, what I mean? or yeah. ask them if I need, if I need it like overnighted or something, like yeah. I would make sure the importance is laid out in whatever email I'm writing that I, sure. I'm like, oh, I need this. Like, please, yeah. please yeah. God help me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and then you got to contact that venue probably, you know, right I'll away call, as soon as you, you order know, to let them know. Is. Yeah, I'll okay. get an email from my tour manager of who to talk to or tell them, you know, whoever they're advancing with or the venue rep that there should be a package there that day or something. Okay. So okay. have somebody around or whatever. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's that that's that's super. But it's always yeah. scary or ordering yeah. stuff. <laughs> you're sweating. You know I mean? Like until you have that package in your hands, you're probably exactly, sweating. Yeah, I know I can trust myself to get stuff out, but you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't trust anybody for anything that involves, you know, my backline other yep. than me. Yep. Yep. Smart. And you have to be that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. So you mentioned being a, a playback tech. Explain that one. Yep. Um. So basically, playback is the tracks the support tracks that are you know getting sent to the front of house guy yeah to that play along at a specific time um while the band is playing because generally if they're using tracks they're playing to a click so yep. the um you know everybody's in sync um these things are super important so generally if you're going to have tracks and a lot of them your your system that plays them back is very important um okay and generally wanted to be like 100 percent redundant so okay. i have 
you know, tracks a, a session that I built that I know works that because I did it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. Built in Ableton with the tracks and everything laid out and time code for the lighting guy. Um, so, you know, uh, this is super important. And I also have a laptop with the exact same thing on it. That's with a feature in Ableton that you can use called link that okay. links them together. So when I'm pressing, you know what I mean? My, I have a MIDI controller that I set up to have a play button. So when I'm pressing my play button, both of those tracks are running at the same time. Yep. And I use a piece of gear manufactured by a company called Radial that switches. You can have 16 inputs and eight outputs, which is like an A and a B of okay. eight inputs. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if my first eight inputs goes down, I press one button and it switches over to that other laptop with the other interface that's also putting out audio. You know what I mean? It has to have a so backup. Just, yep, yep. Just in case it goes down because the tracks are so important. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, first off, it's the click that the band is playing to. Yeah. And it's also going to the lighting guy for his show. So he's relying on the time code. Okay. And, and you're sending out support tracks. So it's very obvious when the tracks go away or something happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So it's 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 and kind these, of a high t high tension gig, but sure. you know, yeah. And these tracks very, can be like you know, backup piano tracks, backup anything. singing, you know, anything you want to yeah. happen that you ain't got somebody playing on stage, you can, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a lot of effects, like oh, okay, like build sounds and like drop sounds and yep. sub drops and stuff like that. that. Classic, stuff that you don't uh, really have the classic playing eight oh eight boom sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind okay. of stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The like effecty kind of stuff yeah. and like background vocals, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, if you, you know what I mean? You got tons of layers or, you know, anything, yep. anything that you want to add to your show that's in your tracks. It, that... it kind of makes you uh, a, an added musician yourself when you're responsible for all that extra music coming out. It's kind of like you're, you're a band member at that point. Almost. You are 1000% a part of this show. Yeah. Yeah. When you do playback. Um, well, in general, if you're on stage, you're part of the show. Yeah, that's the way I'm yep. looking at it. So, like, regardless if you're playback or drum tech or guitar, whatever it is, you're part of the show. You yep. are an essential thing to make this happen. Sure. So, yeah, you know, whatever. So the playback, you know, it being what it is, is just like double that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. very high tension. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then. Um... Your your front of house mix, which uh, you're at the mixer board, making sure mm -hmm. everything sounds great. Um, but you're also a monitor mix. So yeah, explain yeah. being the the monitor mix guy. So being a monitor guy, basically, you know, when when a band is on stage, for the most part in this day and age, well, not this particular day and age, but um, mm -hmm. when shows exist, a lot of the you know the band's got to hear what they're doing too. Yeah. Um, and sometimes in bigger venues, the front, you know, the lead singer is 20 foot from the drummer and, you know, yeah, like 30 foot horizontally from the nearest guitarist. You know what I mean? So you're not yeah. going to hear, you know, anything on stage besides drums, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so for the most part, everybody's got custom in-ear monitors, which are just like really, really nice headphones that are, you know, custom shaped to fit in your ear perfectly. Yeah. So you got to have somebody mix in the show for them yep. while they're playing. And that's what the monitor guy does. He, you, he, you have, he's given the show to the band. 
Yep. Okay. And you have your own mixer board for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sometimes bands, smaller bands, have their own monitor setup, which okay is kind of a thing you see a lot nowadays because mm-hmm. it's become so cheap to do that, okay. and it assures them a same monitor mix almost every night. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you got a smaller budget and you can't afford a monitor guy and the rental board and everything that goes along with it, yeah. you, know, you do it yourself. So, oh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that do that, but, um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it, it's gotta be changed every night and it's really, really customizable. So you gotta be on top of your game, yeah. you know, when the artist wants something. So it's more of a, it's more of that kind of gig, you know, it, it, it's, it's, less creative i think in the audio spectrum like you don't have as much control you know what i mean like you're you're there to make it sound good and put the sauce on it Mm -hmm. but you know the the you know it's all going to be different mixes for each person you know the drummer's going to want more drums and more click and the guitarist is going to want more guitar in his mix and the singer's going to want tons of vocal in his mix you know yeah and usually to do to do that job you're not out in front you're off to the side with yeah your you're, you're basically and... yeah on the side of the usually generally states left um okay where the monitor board goes it's just an, another audio console that's yeah. you know solely dedicated same one is out band. front yeah, yeah exactly yeah okay it's their show so yeah um so that that just so people know when you see the singer doing the thumbs up, like, or the, you know, yeah, or looking up, off up. to the left of the stage <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's you they're looking at wanting more. <laughs> yeah. Vocal or whatever. whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and so when they, so when you have a band that's entirely got the monitors in their ear with those, those, um, uh, earbuds that, or what are you, the inner, in-ear monitoring, sorry. In-ear yeah, monitoring. In-ear. Yep. Does that mean you have no floor monitors, no wedges? You can have wedges. Cause sometimes people like, you know, even if you can't hear them, mm-hmm. just having the air moving, because that's all sound is, is moving air. Sure. Just having the air moving in front of you sometimes helps like singers and just have as a backup, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. In case the IEMs go down. Yeah. Um, to have a wedge mix. In. Yeah. And you got to have something for the guitar player to prop his foot on and look really cool. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes you look super awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you're right. Probably that just the ambiance is still you know yeah you can totally from... like like these these headphones are very custom shaped so yeah you loot you can't like if you're standing in front of somebody and they're talking to you and there's no audio being played through those it's very difficult to hear anything anybody's saying it's, that's amazing. it's very 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 quiet it's pretty crazy yeah that's awesome so it, it's you know very custom like you, at that level of gain reduction yeah. you can feel differences in air pressure around you you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. if 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 it's being pushed out of a floor wedge pretty hot okay they'll feel it you know yeah. what i mean and sometimes yeah. it helps okay uh in the early days of your career what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made oh god um <laughs> let me think probably just not being ready for typical things to happen Um, or not knowing how much I should charge for my position, to be honest, not knowing my worth, not, not knowing your worth. Yeah. That's a Uh common thing. That's a pretty common, I mean, common as in like, especially when you're first starting, you just want that gig. It's so hard. It's so hard to determine how much. And like I said, 
I still feel like I'm just helping out my friend. Yeah. So charging the money to do it, you know what I mean? It's such an alien concept, but you know, um, yeah, that's so important. But if you weren't doing it and then they, you know, had to go with a complete stranger that they, you know, I'm sure they realize it uh-huh, at some uh-huh. point because because if not if they're not using you they got to go with somebody that they don't they don't that's know very generally well, why you know? you're there is because they trust you yeah yeah and that's a pretty valuable thing in itself it musicianship is so you know based on feel yeah so if their instrument doesn't feel right or they don't feel comfortable you know doing what they're doing or you know don't have to be like Oh man, is my hi hat clutch gonna come loose like last time? Yeah, you know what I mean. Making yep. sure that there's no last time with that kind of thing is yeah, very important, sure. you know, because yep. they're gonna ha- they rely on you yep. to a lot of things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They generally give a pretty big fuck about you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not you're not the stranger guy. You know what I mean? You're yep. you're they, they rely on you for a lot of things. So it's gen you end up pretty good friends because they can they know they can trust you yeah you know what i mean yeah it's it trust is so hard to come by these days so it's you it know is. what i mean it's it's it a very very personal thing yeah absolutely yeah do you have a favorite tour in mind or just one that sticks out the most actually good or bad do you have a tour that sticks out the most um my first england or uh europe england tour with nothing but thieves okay did you do um, that with like, Stuart? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I had never been to Europe before, and nothing but these is a lot bigger in Europe and England than they are in the states. Yeah. So, I'm this dude that's just learning how to restring guitars and yeah. really <laughs> just generally very anxious about my position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I'll mess something up. Yeah. Because I care about it a lot. You know, I'm very very passionate about it. Sure. Um flying straight into my first venue that's six thousand cap wow yeah and you know it generally it was like zero to 100 really quick with that tour mm-hmm. and i learned so much and i had such a good time and like like the band members were so stoked to just be like check this out this is cool and this yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like like because yeah. it was my first europe experience so everybody was having a good time and it was that was just such an amazing tour so yeah. Yeah. did nothing but thieves broke the machine tour in europe that was it yeah, yeah. that's great mm-hmm. and then do Absolutely. you have a do you have a favorite city in mind yeah i got a couple um okay. i love copenhagen okay yeah i think copenhagen is such a cool city Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Uh, favorite city in America is probably Philly. Yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. Okay, um, cool. That culture is just different there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. I love that city. Mm-hmm. I really do. And people are so passionate about music there and stuff. And, sure. Yeah. You know, obviously, like that's where I learned my. You know, that's where I grew up. So. One of, one of my favorite know, bands cool. is from Philly, The Roots. Who's that? <laughs> the Roots. Oh yeah. yeah, The Roots. So sick. I've, yeah. I've met Quest Questlove in a weird, strange passing before. No and, way. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was a very, very nice guy. So. Yeah, yeah. He is a he is a super, super sweetheart dude. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Yeah. 
What's the last thing that you worked before the COVID shutdown? Uh, I was Daughtry doing, um, okay. we had a couple shows at a casino in the middle of nowhere, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and when was this? Uh, March, it was mid-March 2020. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's been about six, seven months, something like that. Yeah. And so I, like... do, I personally don't think shows are coming back until like either late 2022 or like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really. going to be back for a while. I don't have my, you know, I don't have my hopes up. I'm not yeah. going to yeah. improperly do that. I'd rather be told that it's going to happen early. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and so, but I don't, you know, this, this whole thing is just poorly run. So absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, which which brings me to the last question. Um, the question I ask everyone is, uh, what message do you have for the government regarding the shutdown? The government, man. Um, you know, we're real people, too, who have families and have dedicated 10, 20, 30 years to this sport yep. and um, rely on it as a career. Yeah. Uh, to pay our bills and to live as normal tax-paying citizens. So yeah. I, I think if if you know, I think we're just as important as you know. I you know I will say this. I think it's just poorly run. Like I said that. I think that yeah. you guys need to get your shit together and figure something out. That's it. That's the message I have. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I agree. Get your shit together. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for sharing your stories and thanks for um. Thanks for giving me a lot of tips on on drum teching. Dude, anytime, man. <laughs> we'll you, can, to... you can shoot me any text about any yeah. question about drums anytime, and I'll happily answer it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to set up somebody's kit other than my own one of these days. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. I'll get, I'll get you out there. I have the same uh, four-piece kit I've been using for 20-plus years. So. <laughs> Try to set up the same way too, huh? Exactly the same every yep. time, <laughs> and in in record time, every time I set it up, I'm yep. like, I'm like, yep, like a pit crew, you know? Yep. <laughs> That's how it is, man. Yep, got to beat that guy with his uh, mic stands. Yep. <laughs> got to beat mm-hmm. him to the beat him to the punch and get him set yep. up. Yep. More time. <laughs> yeah. <Need> more time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks See. again, man. I, I really appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you doing this. No problem, brother. Thank you. All right, and thank you everyone for listening. This has been another episode of Show Call. To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, visit WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. To help save venues in Washington State, visit KeepMusicLiveWA.com. If you live outside of Washington State, you can visit SaveOurStages.com. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at ShowCallPodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. New episodes uploaded every Tuesday. See you next week. We make events, keep music live WA, and save our stages is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views on the show.